Uh, what is a darkness retreat? I, I mean, we we're going to go to that, but sure, we can just do that now. I'm if you sorry. Want. I, I, I have just no idea. Can't. This is just, <laughs> I have actually no idea. Aaron so, Rodgers to consider future during a darkness retreat. I've so, never heard of this in my life. So here's what I here's what it looks like. It is. It's not. He's not sitting in darkness. It's you're going dark on social media. Oh, that's stupid. And your phone. What? It's great to get away. Let me tell well, you something. No, but I, get away from I, your phone. I did that. Great. Yeah. I did that in Quebec. You weren't around yet, but that's what I did. And nobody could hear from me. I turned all my social off. Yeah. Uh, and remember, Ime Udoka got fired, Ryan, during that yeah. time period. Yeah. So a lot of things happened. I think that was when Adam Levine ended up getting blown up for being. Uh, yeah. A dirty dog yeah. and a dirty little bird on social media. There was like four or five big stories, but yeah, I thought it was like down. a, I thought it was like what people do in concussion protocol, where you like different different darkness. No, like, He's not no actually light. sitting in a dark room the entire time. That's what time. I thought he was doing. If you notice more and more, and again, uh, stars like Aaron Rodgers, LeBron James, are on social media. Their brand matters, so they're always out there. It's just impossible to, for them to avoid the spotlight. LeBron does something similar once he gets to the playoffs. Right, he just gets rid of all the apps on his phone like Twitter or any Instagram, any of that stuff, and kind of clears his head and goes away from that. Uh, that's a smart move. If you're Aaron Rodgers, if you're LeBron, once it gets to playoff time, whatever the case is, I want my stars focused. I want – if you need to reset, if you need to woosah or whatever it is, go ahead, like, oh, bad boys too, just go in there and woosah. That's fine. Whatever it takes to do it. I find Aaron Rodgers – so incredibly fascinating now yeah. with what he's become, the evolution of him as a person. The ayahuasca thing is one thing, but he's just gotten so – he's turned into such a hippie, but I love it. I love that he actually views this because, like, right, everybody talks about Tom Brady and the TB12 method or whatever you call that thing. It is, you know, it's about whether what, what his diet is. The mental side of sports is massively underrated, and when certain players have whatever their approach is, and some of it looks different, however their approach is to get their mind right, to get focused, I I could see Aaron Rodgers. One, I don't think he's going back to Green Bay. But two, if this is a situation where he really does, like he goes and clears his head and figures out, okay, I'm not going to be in Green Bay anymore, I see a motivated Aaron Rodgers next year, maybe with the Raiders, that gets back to what we saw in those two MVP seasons we just had a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm thinking the same thing. I mean, there's a lot of good football, I think, there left. you got to look at it like last year he had a broken thumb on his – you know, throwing hand, which is a huge deal. He had two rookie wide receivers, and you know Aaron Rodgers does not trust rookies. He no. was throwing to the corpse mm -hmm. of Sammy Watkins. Robert Tunyon, who caught double-digit touchdowns two years ago, just isn't the same player coming off that torn ACL. The defense didn't live up to the hype. You know, they weren't really, they weren't really on the field very often, and so it was just a mess. I, I still think Rodgers can make most of the throws. I still think there's some good football, and I also think he's such a competitor. I just don't see his last game being a – pretty much a playoff loss at Lambeau Field to the Detroit Lions. So I think he's going to take his time. He's going to probably uh, make his decision on Super Bowl Sunday. I think you that, do? Yeah. Of course. Like, this is how it's going to yeah. go down. You know, Adam Schefter will have a report, Super Bowl Sunday. I'll get home. I'll be getting ready for the game. All right, we got one more football game, and then my day will be ruined, just like that. Because it always happens. It's the NFL draft. But you, 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 like, why would it be ruined? Don't you expect him to be gone? There's no way he goes back to Green Bay. Yeah, but, I mean, then it's going to be like, okay, we have to podcast. We have to talk about it. My phone's yeah. going to be blowing up. How do you feel about this? I still want Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay because I look at it like this. I think his best shot at getting to another Super Bowl, at winning another Super Bowl, is in Green Bay just because the NFC is a mess. I mean, San Francisco, we think Trey Lance is their guy next year. Is it Brock Purdy? We don't know. Tom Brady's retired now.
Uh, the Eagles are a really good football team, but who knows? Maybe there's that Super Bowl hangover, especially if they win. Nobody's really going to improve in the NFC unless a team like Atlanta or Carolina ends up with Lamar Jackson. So I think your best path to a Super Bowl is still in Green Bay. Watson and Dobbs are going to be another year older, another year in LaFleur's system. You could bring back Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. There's a really good one-two punch. You could draft a tight end. Maybe they draft Michael Mayer out of Notre Dame. That's what they need. They need a yeah. big target in the red zone. And then the defense. I mean, you're, you're going to have to improve. Uh, but you get Eric Stokes back in the secondary. You got to get Kenny Clark some help on the defensive line. I still think the NFC is the e easier path. If he goes to Vegas, he's going against Mahomes twice a year. He's going against – I think we all are going to be – believers in either the Broncos or believers in Kellen Moore with Justin Herbert. I think one of those teams is winning 10-11 games. Right. So I just think the easier path is staying in the NFC. But it might be the case that Green Bay just doesn't want Aaron Rodgers back because they have to make the decision this year on Jordan Love. You drafted him in the first round. He's cheaper than Aaron Rodgers. And you could kind of rebuild on the fly. And who knows? You probably look at the tape and you're like, okay, Rodgers had his worst season ever. Uh, he's not going to get any better. He's not going to get any younger. So now's the time to move him. But I just think if it comes down to they let him make the decision, you stay in Green Bay because that's the easier path if you want to win, if it's about winning. I'll be honest. I think the time to move on from him was a year ago. Yeah. Really, because now you, well, have, the problem less, was, you have less time with Jordan Love. You traded up in the first round to draft him yeah. as he was supposed to be the heir apparent and, and clearly still will be. He has to be to Aaron Rodgers. But now you have less time with that rookie contract. So they've really made it more difficult for themselves if you're the Packers sitting there going, oh, yeah, we got to worry about his you know fifth-year option. And, oh, yeah, we traded up for him. And, oh, we got to figure out Aaron Rodgers' situation. It's just – it's become more complicated. I understand it's difficult to move on from stars, from legends in an organization, especially yeah. when you've gone from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. But I remember years ago when the Yankees hung on with Derek Jeter far too long, and he just should not have been on a baseball field. And may he rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Kobe in his last couple of years, other than the 60-point game in his brutal. final game of the season, was really, really bad. He was a shell of himself. And the Lakers committed a ton of money to Kobe in that sense too. And he was the only – interesting thing on that Lakers team and they weren't even any good so no. it's I, a, the Packers are in a similar situation Rodgers is certainly at a more competitive level than Kobe or Derek Jeter were at the end of their careers but it doesn't mean that it's still not one of those you got to rip the band-aid off at some point and move on and the sooner you do it the better because you do have a timetable with the guy that's supposed to be stepping in that you committed to that's supposed to go and take over for Aaron Rodgers I just think the problem was like moving on from him last year they were handcuffed because he won two straight MVPs and you can't be the general manager that and plus no, he's been there for optic. seven 17 years yeah, you know what I mean he's been the face of the franchise so that's a bad look and the other thing was they didn't know it was going to be a rebuild year which they were still one of the favorites the top four team to win the Super Bowl as far as the betting odds but I mean they lost Devontae Adams they used the franchise tag for the first time since 2012 they hadn't used that since they used it on Ryan Pickett over a decade ago and they used it on Devontae and he's like I'm not playing on the tag trade me right now to Vegas and they actually did that so they didn't even know about that until, well, it was March. And then Rodgers had already committed to coming back. So I just think that it was a mess, and I understand why they did it, though. They were kind of handcuffed to it. Whereas, like, yeah, the Lakers, like, Kobe wasn't Kobe those last couple of years. Right. Jeter wasn't. But right. I also understood what the Yankees were doing there. I mean, that's the captain. I, I mean, yeah, that's Derek Jeter. That. And the other thing is, man, you won so many World Series titles with them. At a certain point, you got to have some loyalty to the guy that you weren't at the beginning paying that much money to, and that's kind of the Yankee way. You've won all those rings. Like, who cares if he's just hanging around? Same thing with Kobe. you got to have some loyalty. Well, I get it if they're won. hanging around, but when it's like it, – it, baseball's a little different because it's not a salary cap league. Right. But when you're looking at the yeah. NFL and almost $60 million sure. committed to Aaron sure. Rodgers, 
and you know Kobe and how much the Lakers were spending on him. And that's a soft cap, but still, like I know people say this all the time, but I hate this argument where it's like, oh, it's not my money. Yeah. Yeah, but when there's a salary cap, your team is actually restricted in what they can do. So you have to factor all that stuff in. So yeah, it's 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 tough for organizations, especially big organizations like the Yankees, like the Lakers, like the Packers, where they have a big star that's the face of their franchise. It's hard to move on from that. I mean, you look at the Lakers right now and the way that you know they're struggling, and that you, LeBron is the face of it now. But LeBron's not going to be on the Kobe level or the Kareem level in terms of Laker history. It's just not. It's not going to work out that way. But you know, this team has mostly been a disaster since LeBron James got there. Yeah. And now there's a report today from Brian Windhorst. We talk about Kyrie Irving going to Dallas, but not signing an extension. He's going to be a free agent this offseason as of right now. And apparently, according to Brian Windhorst, this was Windhorst on ESPN earlier today, uh, Kyrie to the Lakers is still absolutely, absolutely a possibility. The Lakers could absolutely 100% probably make a deal with Russell Westbrook between now and Thursday. But that deal may only incrementally make them better and potentially cost them the draft picks or cost them the cap space that they have this summer. And what Rob Palinka has got to decide is moving the ball on this team that's in 13th place a few yards ahead and giving them maybe a 5% or 10% chance more of like getting into the playoffs or getting into the second round of the playoffs is worth blowing up the opportunity in the summer. Because, by the way, the Kyrie story with the Lakers ain't over. They can sign him this summer. They don't have max cap space now, but they've got a lot of it if they just keep Russ and say goodbye in July. They can still do that. Tell you what, Kyrie to the Lakers has been a conversation for years. Once he left the Cavs and his, his time with LeBron was done and he traded to Boston, there was always that weird bromance that still went on, right? They're like, there's all this cryptic stuff on Instagram between each other. And I think Kyrie had some level of, I wouldn't even say it's regret, but just I think a realization of like the grass isn't always greener on the other side. And what they had was really good together. I would absolutely, like if right now I had to sit here and say who I think the favorite is to, for Kyrie to play with next year, I'd absolutely put it in as the Lakers. Well, yeah. I mean, he went on, I believe it was either the Pivot podcast or I Am Athlete podcast. It was I Am Athlete. And he basically said, like, I didn't really handle it very well when I just asked out and didn't tell LeBron, didn't say a word to him. Yep. Now, all of a sudden, I've got a trade request. We couldn't have planned it together. In hindsight, I would have just gone wherever he went. We could have gone in free agency and just decided. And so if you look at the Lakers, and I, I bang on them a lot. Like, they're just not a very no, good. No, you never do Not that. a very good organization. Never. But what they're doing is pretty smart right now. They're trying to figure out a way to get out from under the mess that they made by really doing what LeBron wanted them to do, which is go and get Russell Westbrook, which made no sense. So, okay, the deal was reportedly the 27 and 29 first-round picks, Max Christie, Austin Reeves, Russell Westbrook, for Kyrie Irving, right? Maybe you get like a one of the Morris twins. Okay, or you could just keep your 27 and 29 draft picks. You could let Russ fall off the books. Uh, you could keep Austin Reeves and Max Christie and still get Kyrie in free agency. And maybe you can trade your 27 and 29 picks, get Mike Conley, go and get uh, Malik Beasley, go and get Jared Vanderbilt, which is what the new news is. And you basically have 
steal those guys on your team. I, I don't know why I would have made the deal for Kyrie Irving if you're pretty sure that he's going to sign in free agency, yep. which he can. See you, Rui. It was been, it's been a nice little few months, but we've got Kyrie Irving. Yeah. If, if you have to make the choice. Yeah, and it's no a question. skill set, obviously. This is not no you know, a headache that could be there with Kyrie. Right. You're taking Kyrie over Rui. And you now have more time. draft capital if you're not trading it this year because yeah. they're not going to win it all this year. Even if they had Kyrie Irving, they're not winning it all. Yeah, no, I completely agree with everything you just said right there. And that's also the problem for Dallas. Like, you're just hoping that this works out and then you have a chance to bring Kyrie back because if it doesn't and you don't win a title, then you end up with nothing. Then you're probably going to lose Lucas. I just think this whole thing is going to be a mess, and I guarantee Kyrie's with LeBron next year. Yeah, and then Lucas sitting around going, okay. Where's he at? Then? Guess I'm ready to go somewhere. The Knicks, of course. Luca to the Knicks. That's all I want.